Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning, Real Presence Live listeners. Nick Medelsky coming to you live and local from St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota, the one and only Med City. Happy to be here with my co-host, Melissa Scaccio. Good morning, Nick. And uh, we're ready to uh, to get going here. We've got an exciting show today. We're going to talk about some things to do with vocations, liturgical living, young adult ministry, and finally, uh, a really cool uh, nonprofit that works, uh, that's based here at the Co-Cathedral in Rochester that uh, fundraises for education in South Sudan. So, very exciting show. Uh, stick Stay tuned through the whole thing if you got the time because it's, uh, we're going to have some great guests on today. I'm very excited. But before we get going, we should get started in prayer. So, In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed, hallowed be thy name. Thy, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, done on earth as it is in heaven. heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Once again, welcome to uh, Real Presence Live. Nick Medelsky and Melissa Scaccio here at the one and only St. James Coffee. Uh, last time we were on together, I know we've got uh, Bill Lemire on the line uh, to talk about the Labore Society, and we want to get to that because it's an important thing to talk about. But before we get there, just in a few minutes, uh, I saw uh, a new sign up front when I walked in St. James this morning. And uh, last time we talked about how St. James was having the brouhaha, and it was kind of a fundraiser as opposed to a fundraiser, and then that kind of changed. Yeah, we were on air on Tuesday, and then Wednesday morning our espresso machine, like, blew up. And then our backup machine, we put that in, and that didn't work either. So both of the machines that we had went down, um, and we have had to... Um, acquire a new espresso machine which is wonderful if i could marry it i would it is the <laughs> nicest thing i it has made my life so much easier it is extremely efficient it is wonderful however it was expensive so we are doing some fundraising to um pay for the new machine we had to do some financing of it and financing right now is not very nice um the interest rates are pretty high so um yeah, if we, we're hoping to fundraise, we have a $6,000 matching donation. So if anyone is interested on our Facebook page, we have a fund the need, and, and all funds up to $6,000 will be matched. Um, and we're hoping, we're hoping to raise 15000 to just pay it off and then get out of our financing contract and not have to worry about all the fees and things associated with that. Because so. that's just like the shortages at the grocery store, the shortages of espresso machines and all the parts probably. So yes. they can probably, they, the, the ball's in their court, whoever has that machine on what they can <laughs> can charge you for it so uh it isn't a lot of times they have used machines and they're like well people who have upgraded they take them but they had nothing because everyone who's waiting for parts is using machines yep. that um while they're waiting for their parts so yeah we just had to go new and um it'll be a wonderful thing eventually but it's a little slightly stressful getting it um paid for so if people are interested you said they can check out the facebook page yep. and what's the uh what's the website again it's www.stjamescoffee.com st james like st james coffee not spelled out saint so awesome so yeah if you uh if you feel the uh feel 
feel called to, to give to that, that would be a great thing because uh, St. James has been such a wonderful uh, blessing to so many people here in the Rochester area. And even, you know, we've talked before on the show, people coming through who've heard about it, who are coming to Mayo for treatment and, and stop by here. So um, absolutely check that out. Yep, it gives them a place to be um, where they can just come and relax and, and maybe pop in the Adoration Chapel. And um, a lot of times they'll be like, oh, I hear this lady on the radio. And I'm like, oh, that's me. <laughs> that says literally me. And I think it's so cute. I saw Nick at the uh, the installation for the bishop, and his kids call me the coffee shop lady. Yeah. There you go. And I was just like, that's so cute. So, yeah, <laughs> that, there's worse things to be known by than yeah, the coffee absolutely. shop lady. Absolutely. Well, if you're just tuning in, Nick Medelsky and Melissa Scaccio here at the one and only St. James Coffee in Rochester, Minnesota. And we have uh, someone else from Minnesota, from the Twin Cities area, uh, Bill Lemire on the line. Bill, would you introduce yourself? Yeah, I will. Uh, my name is Bill Lemire. I'm the director of advancement for a Catholic nonprofit organization called the Labores Society. And our work is one of trying to help aspiring men and women wish to be priests and religious uh, to resolve their student loan debt so that they can enter formation to begin their vocation as priests or religious. Um, we're based in uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, but we have staff uh, around the country, and our work is around the country, not just in Minnesota or the upper Midwest. Well, fantastic. Uh, so it, people may not have uh, heard about the Labore Society before. Um, the, the name may sound interesting. Uh, so, you know, it, people may not uh, know that word, Labore. Uh, so could you tell us a little bit about, um, you know, the name and sort of where the idea came from? Sure. Uh, back in 2003, a local Twin uh, Cities businessman was doing some career counseling with a young woman and during the course of the conversation, she mentioned that uh, she at one time had a vocation to become a Carmelite sister. And he was intrigued by that and said, well, what happened with the vocation? She said, well, I had student loan debt, so I couldn't enter the community. So I abandoned my vocation, and now I'm just looking for work in the secular world. And he couldn't believe that. He had no idea. He said, well, do you still feel like you have the vocation? And she says, yes. And he said, what if I was able to get some folks together to pay off the debt? Would you want to enter formation? And she said, absolutely. Um, so at that time, in the very early years of even knowing about the problem, he just went to some friends and gathered the money and paid off her debt. And she is a religious sister in California to this day. Um, and then later on, a similar incident happened with another woman, but Tied to the Labore both of those women, uh, during separate meetings with him, were wearing what's called the miraculous medal, mm. which is the medal, which is the medal that our Blessed Mother asked Saint Catherine of Labore to have cast. Mm. And I'm sure you and your listeners are very familiar with the miraculous medal. Mm-hmm. So when that uh, founder of Labore saw the miraculous medal, he thought, "Okay, something's going on here." And the Holy <laughs> Spirit uh, and the Blessed Mother is telling us we need to do something about this student loan debt issue. Uh, which, as I mentioned before the show here, Catholics across the country largely do not know that student loan debt is suffocating Catholic vocation. Every year, countless numbers of men and women are literally turned away from seminaries and convents and monasteries and other religious orders because they have student loan debt. For financial reasons, seminaries and religious communities can't absorb that debt or certain amounts of that debt carried by today's aspirants. So um, student loan debt is the number one threat to Catholic vocations in the United States today, and obviously it imperils the future of the Church 
As you guys all know and your listeners know, we need more priests and sisters and brothers. We're losing particularly priests to retirement and death, and we're not replenishing the ranks on the other end. So saving these locations, rescuing these locations that are impeded by student loan debt is absolutely essential for the future of the church. And that's what the Library Society does. Uh, we're the only organization of its kind in the way we do what we do across the country. Um, and one of my jobs, in addition to fundraising for the general operations of Library, is just to get the word out. So I really appreciate this opportunity to be on the radio with you, Nick, and Melissa to tell you a little bit about the Library Society. Oh, and that's great, Bill. Um, so exactly, like how... Like what? That's how it started. How? What does it look like now? Like structurally? Because you know, it's. I presume it's a nonprofit, kind of like St. James's, and I know how ours works. So how does yours work? Yeah, the Library Society is a five hundred one c three nonprofit organization with all the appropriate documents filed, obviously with the IRS and so on. Um, but what Library does, uh, we solve this problem of student loan debt by teaching these young men and women what we call a collective. Catholic-based fundraising model that we teach them, and that model empowers them to resolve anywhere from five to six-figure student loan debt in 12 to 24 months versus the 15 to 18 years typically needed to pay off that debt. And of course, by that time, we've lost those vocations to the church forever. Uh, so the average aspirant in the Labore program has about 70,000 in student loan debt. Uh, so wow. parenthetically, when we, when we talk about the Biden administration's uh, talk about relieving 10000 in debt, if that even ends up going through, it really doesn't have any meaningful impact on our program. Um, but what we do is elaborate uh, uh, work with these aspirants to make sure that all the personal needs are utilized to, to mitigate the loan amount. We get them to consolidate their loans and so on. But after these men and women meet our intake requirements, the aspirants join one of Labore's semi-annual classes of anywhere from 20 to 25 aspirants who've already been accepted into a seminary or a religious community conditioned on resolution of their student loan debt. So we teach them this multidimensional fundraising model. We're teaching them how to go out and work to resolve their debt. Each class lasts for six months. Uh, during the first three days of each class, these aspirants come to Minnesota for extensive training by fundraising professionals and by Labore alumni who are currently serving as priests or religious uh, or who are currently in uh, formation. And we teach these aspirants a wide variety of fundraising skills and strategies that they will use as a collective group to raise funds collectively as a class of aspirants. So these 20 to 25 men and women are not raising money for themselves individually. They're raising money for the collective group. Um, mm. And if anybody's interested in making a donation to one of these individuals, what they do is they write a check to the Labore Society uh, because we're the 501c3, so the charitable tax deduction mm. is in place. And none of the individual aspirants would have to claim income uh, because the money has been given to a collective. Um, so... Ah. After, after the training, we, you know, these men and women are, are given a mentor over the course of the six months. We ask that they put anywhere from 12 to 15 hours of work, uh, elaborate work a week. And most of them are already carrying 30 uh, hours a week jobs. Right. Um, and really what it teaches is a wide variety of, uh, of skills that they'll use for the entirety of their ministry. 
Um, you know, unlike what we're hearing from the administration, this is not a handout, and that's important for Catholics around the country to understand. These men and women are working very hard. The program is rigorous. Uh, during the time of the six months, an aspirant class of 20 to 25 will meet with anywhere from 4,000 to 5,000 Catholics during their fundraising, wow. e- evangelizing them, sharing the joy of their vocation stories with them, and inspiring them with the encouraging news, which Catholics desperately need today, that <laughs> there are untold numbers of aspirants ready right now to become priests and sisters and mm-hmm. brothers. Um, and so the, the need is great. Uh, and the success of Labore has been uh, extraordinary, uh, thanks be to God. Um, so we've helped upwards of 350 men and women so far enter formation over the last 10 to 12 years. And 80% of those men and women go on to ordination or profession of final bow. So um, we were able to claim, uh, for your listeners out there, a 100% success rate. And by that I mean any young aspirant who follows the program we give them, follows the metrics and objectives and requirements of the fundraising model, have been successful in resolving their debt. So it's a, it's a great organization, and it is so essential to the future of the Church as we look at the state of vocations in our Catholic Church. That is such a brilliant model. Absolutely. Like, that's so impressive. I'm just sitting here, and I'm just like, wow, that is so smart. <clears throat> And it holds with Catholic teachings, and it's like teaching someone to fish instead of just giving them the handout, and wow. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I I don't know how much time we have left uh, real quick here, but um, one of the things I always stress to to folks around the country is the library model is really less about money and more about gratitude and evangelization and human formation of the aspirants. I mean, these young men and women, as they go through our fundraising class and, and go around the country raising funds, they, you know, think of these young men and women discerning the vocation. In this program, they're learning how to speak in public. They learn how to develop personal relationships. They learn social interaction skills. They develop emotional intelligence. They learn how to effectively evangelize. And they're learning how to overcome a significant challenge in their lives. And the, and, and the rigor of the library program strengthens their vocation commitment. Uh, and in the end, as many of the communities diocese tell us, the aspirant who exits the library program is a far different person from the aspirant who entered the program. Yeah. The, empower- the empowerment is remarkable, and the aspirant's transformation really makes them an ideal candidate for religious life. And vocation directors around the country tell us, you know, you're really a pre-formation program for our communities. Yeah. Uh, and we really believe that. Well, fantastic. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking as you were describing it, that this is kind of a pre-formation program, which is You were thinking that, really too. Cool. I was thinking that Absolutely. as well. I was so. like, ooh, it's like pre-seminary, <laughs> pre-convent. Like, wow. Which is fantastic. Well, we, we have to go to a quick break here, Bill, uh, but we'll love to hear more about the Library Society on the other side of the break. Uh, once again, you're listening to Real Presence Live. Nick Modelski, Melissa Scaccio here at the one and only St. James Coffee. Stay tuned. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com slash contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Well, hello again, Real Presence Live listeners. It's a beautiful Tuesday morning here in Rochester, Minnesota at the one and only St. James Coffee. Uh, Melissa Scaccio here with me as my co-host. I don't know why I, I couldn't. Get that word out there for a second, but sometimes that happens on air, and that's the beauty of live radio. Um, so uh, before the break, we were talking to Bill Lemire, who's with the La Barre Society, a really cool ministry, uh, nonprofit that helps uh, young people uh, fundraise uh, to pay off their student debt uh, so that they can enter either religious life or the seminary. And I think, uh, Bill, maybe the question some people have on their minds is, why would student loan debt um, prevent someone from pursuing a vocation? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, most of the religious orders, men and women religious orders around the, uh, the country, take vows of poverty. So a particular religious order, you know, Little Sisters of the Poor, Sisters of Life, uh, the Carmelite Sisters, they don't have the kind of financial resources that would allow them to absorb the debt that these men and women are taking or coming into formation with. Um, and those who are taking a vow of poverty aren't on a path where they can pay monthly payments on their student loan. <laughs> For diocesan priests who do receive a bit of a compensation package when they are uh, working in dioceses, some of the seminaries will let them enter with a minimum amount of student loan debt, maybe 20000 25000 
Um, but beyond that, typically they won't let them enter until um, their student loan debt is either completely at zero or down to that threshold of 20 or 25. Hmm. So that's why they need to make sure these candidates are debt-free before they come into formation. Very cool. And how how sort of, you know, the Library Society is really such a unique approach to the problem, I think. Instead of, like you said, instead of just fundraising, um, you know, uh, for example, you're in the advancement department. Instead of you yourself personally trying to fundraise for all these young people trying to enter seminary or religious life, uh, you actually have them go out there. How did that model kind of develop? Where did that idea come from? It actually came from our executive director, uh, John Flanagan, and he was hired by Labrae back in 2012. And um, he was just out talking to some people, using his own creative juices, and came up with this idea um, of trying to do the fundraising, make it tax compliant, make sure that the aspirants wouldn't have to be claiming income themselves, because in the early days, as I mentioned, the business the business guys were getting together money and just giving it to these folks, and mm. that's not really a, the best approach. So John met with tax advisors, business advisors, and came up with this model of a of a collective approach where uh, donors receive the full tax deduction because it's a 501c3, and none of the individual aspirants has to claim income because money is not coming directly to them individually. It's coming mm. to the class collectively and a part and a percentage of what that class raises is taken over and given to the next class that comes along so they're raising not only for themselves but the next class of aspirants that comes along um so it's really it's, it's an ingenious model um and that's what library's been doing for about the past that model i should say has been in place for the past uh, about 11 years now wow and just, just, a, just so like, smart just, <laughs> Yeah, and just to give you some insight, people probably wonder, well, how much can they even raise? 20 to 25 aspirants over the course of six months will raise anywhere from 575000 to 750000 in six months. I mean, wow. it's amazing. And uh, what we do is at Labore, we take that money, and out of that large amount, we make awards to each of the aspirants in the class based on how hard they work, whether they followed the objectives and metrics we assigned to them, how active they were. Some are a little more active, others aren't. And if that award is enough to resolve their debt, they're free to enter formation. If it's not enough, they're welcome back to as many six-month classes as they need uh, to get to the number they need to be at. Now, that, as I mentioned, they never receive any money. Labre holds it in reserve, and then we pay their loan lenders directly only while the aspirants are in formation. So we pay a min- we pay a minimum monthly payment uh, for 36 months, and then in the 37th month we pay off the balance of the award. And I say that, um, Nick and Melissa, because it raises an issue that comes up with donors, which is, oh great, you pay off their student loan debt immediately, then they go into the seminary and they leave three months later, and they just had all their debt written off. <laughs> with this three month payment or three year payment process, that can't happen. If they were to leave formation after a few months, uh, they, they hold on to their own debt. We don't make them pay back the minimum payments we made, but the debt goes with them. Then. They're not, it takes mm. three years and one month to have the debt paid off. So it's, it's not a handout and it takes some time. Um, that allows that three year payoff 
prevents anybody from taking advantage of the program, but it also, more importantly, gives what's called canonical freedom to discern their vocation. So, uh, Nick, if you went into the se- seminary and Laboree just paid off your $100,000 in student loan debt, and you started thinking to yourself, you know, maybe I'm not called to priesthood, maybe I'm called to marriage, but, right. geez, you know, Laboree paid off my debt, I'd better stay in the seminary. That vocation directors don't want these men and women feeling beholden to Laboree and, and mm-hmm. having that influence their discernment. They need to be canonically free to discern God's call without having any outside pressure. So that three-year program is very important for that as well. No, and, Bill, you know, there. Oh, sorry. No, continue. I, say, I, I just want to emphasize to your listeners that, you know, Laboree is a merit-based program. And, you know, we're rewarding hard work and, and courage and faith. And, and these men and women work tirelessly, tire, tirelessly. We teach them how to build a donor network. We give them a, a laptop with donor database software. We give them a marketing toolkit. We give them everything they need, videos, location stories, everything they need to go out and meet with Catholics around the country, tell their story, and then invite those Catholics to support their vocations class. And it's really a gift for the donors to be able to make the donation. Oh, I like to say that when you're writing a check to the Laboree Society, you're really writing the check to yourself because you're building up the Holy Catholic Church, which ultimately is going to serve you right. and your children and your grandchildren as we get more priests and sisters and brothers into the church. Oh, see, that's really beautiful. And like, are there any other financial situations besides students' loan, loans, Laboree? would help with, like, I have a friend who really wants to enter seminary, but he has a house, and he's like, I don't want to lose my house because I'd have to leave my job to go to seminary. Um, so are there any other situations that Laboree would help with, or is it just exclusively student loans? It's exclusively student loan debt. So uh, no debt like you're talking about, no credit card debt, any other kind of debt. It's all student loan debt. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Um, but just, uh, it's, it's amazing hearing you talk about uh, all of the things that are well thought out, you know, mm-hmm. that the the model that's used for fundraising, the uh, even the paying back the loans so that it doesn't violate canon law, and you know all that kind of stuff that I think your average person wouldn't wouldn't think about, right? Uh, but they've really thought through everything over the years, and like you said, this models the the specific model used now has been in place for eleven years now, which obviously shows that it's doing pretty well. Um, if, if kind of like the Holy Spirit helps set it up a little bit. Kind of like that, well, yeah. That, Melissa, there's no question. The Holy Spirit's been at work in this program for years, and when we watch these aspirants just blossom over the course of these six-month classes, and you see these donations pouring in, especially in the fifth and sixth month in the six-month class, it's just a beautiful thing to see. And for some of these men and women, uh, some of whom, frankly, you know, are not always supported by their parents or friends when they decide to pursue a religious vocation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that can be something that weighs heavy on them. But then when they're receiving all the support from Catholics around the country um, who are donating to their class so that they can pursue their call uh, to serve the Church, it's a beautiful thing for them. Um, and it's a, uh, such a powerful apostolate. And, you know, you guys know this. I mean, we pray for vocations in, 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 at Mass sometimes, and we think, yeah, well, somebody else is taking care of that. There must be a seminary or a vocation director somewhere. Well, here is the Library Society provides Catholics all over the country with a concrete step they can take to rescue Catholic vocation. 
Um, so we encourage your listeners to, you know, it's, it's easy to find us. We rescue vocations. So our website is rescuevocations.org. And people can go there and look at what we do. And, and hopefully uh, the spirit moves them, perhaps want to support us. And by supporting us, they're really supporting the Catholic Church in the future of the church. And boy, do we need that right now. That's just a, that's one of those beautiful things about ministry is just that there's an issue and somebody wanted to do something to help. And now the Labore Society does amazing things. So it's right. one of those things yeah. where like, if you see, if you see something like, don't just think it's a problem that can't be helped. And the Holy Spirit will just kind of like St. James Coffee is another example. Like, right. well, there was, it started as an idea and like 10 years later and then the Labore Society all these years later. Oh, it's just a, it's an inspiring thing. Yeah, thank you, Melissa. It really is. And just like you guys began the show here with prayer, all of our meetings every day with the staff begin with prayer. We have a beautiful chapel in our office, uh, and prayer is really at the center of everything that we do with our staff and with our aspirants. Um, and when you're doing that, you're doing the right thing. You're following God's will uh, for His church. And you know, there's that great uh, quote by Archbishop Fulton Sheen who said, you know, when we decide to do what we believe to be the Master's will, we will be given power equal to the task. Um, and that's certainly what's happened with the Library Society. Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning, Bill. We really appreciate it and really a great opportunity to get this information out there. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, thank you to your listeners. And if I might put in a number plug, rescuevocation.org. And let's, uh, let's work together to get more priests and religions to the church. Awesome. Amen. And uh, again, that rescuevocations.org, the cool thing is you can go in there and you can actually look at uh, uh, short profiles of the aspirants for this class. So check it out again, rescuevocations.org, Labore Society. Uh, once again, you're listening to Real Presence Live. After the break, we're going to be speaking with uh, Stephanie Aquila, who's uh, 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 talk about liturgical living. I had a cool uh, introduction there, and I totally forgot it. But anyway, <laughs> we'll be ta- speaking with Stephanie Aquila after the break. So stay tuned here on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.